Hey, I'm Bill Gagne from Speed River Contracting. And in this episode of the SRC Toolbox podcast, we talk to G-Day Atalola from Atalola Real Estate about the age-old debate. Should you renovate or should you relocate? We discuss the costs associated with selling your home and moving, the benefits of renovating, and how the real estate market might be what makes up your mind. And without further ado, let's talk to G-Day. Uh, so what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and I get this question having been a contractor about the value of renovations and people's need to either renovate or relocate, right? They are family, their family's getting bigger. And I've read a ton of YouTube or articles on the internet that talk about here's your, why you should relocate and why you should renovate. But I wanted to talk to somebody local about it. Now, do you do you run into that question when you talk to your clients? Not overly. I, I from time to time I do, but I feel usually by the time they get to me, they've kind of made that decision. Um, a lot of times I would like to be asked that prior to them, you know, going through the motions of moving, especially in this market. Yeah. It's, it's funny to have a conversation about this because as a real estate agent, it's in your best interest for them to relocate. And as a contractor, it's in my best interest for them to renovate. But really, it's, it's an interesting discussion to have because what are sort of the, the costs associated with relocating? Like say you're going to move, what are the costs associated with that when it says, I'm going to sell my house and buy a house? Where does the money there's because they don't get all that money that mo- some of that money goes somewhere for sure. Um, you know, there's definitely closing costs, which go to the lawyers. Um, there's realtor realtor fees. There's associated moving costs. There's land transfer costs. There's quite a few costs that people don't necessarily see up front. Um, you know, they aren't fully aware of until, you know, closer to the time of closing, which um, I don't love uh, the fact that they aren't aware of that ahead of time, but uh, yeah, some of those some of those costs definitely do start to add up. And did did you mention possibly terminating their mortgage early? No, I didn't. Sorry, there's there's that as well as well as HST, uh, depending if they're buying a new build. So yeah, and in real estate fees, I mean, if you're if, let's think about this, you're buying a six hundred thousand dollar house. It would be safe to say that, and, and as the seller, you're the one paying the real estate agent fees to both agents. Uh, if we just use a cursory number of 5%, that's $30,000 just gone to the real estate commissions, potentially, depending on what the fees are, plus breaking your mortgage, plus land transfer, plus all these things, when really your goal to renovate might be, you know, I need a bigger house. Why don't I just make my existing house bigger? Like, We've talked a lot about finishing basements and what that adds, but I think in our preliminary conversation, you made a really good point about, sure, you want to relocate. Given today's market, can you even relocate? I mean, I have to believe that you can um, just because, you know, that's that's what they call me for and, and I truly have to believe it. Um, in not, in not every case is it possible. Uh, um, to do that. So um, we're trying to find a balancing act as agents of what's realistic, um, what should happen now, what should wait, and, and whatnot. So 
Um, it's really, Bill, it's just really about trying to find a, a happy medium um, between the two. And you had mentioned the realtor costs of, let's say, for 600000 um, you know, the rough number of 5%, give or take. Um, yeah, 30000 starts to add up. But, you know, let's say they bought the house three, four years ago for 400000 it's really a minor, and and let's right. say they list it for six hundred, sell it for seven hundred. It starts to make those numbers kind of make sense. But having said that, they're still going to have to purchase something in this market at an inflated rate. So um, for those that aren't willing to die for it, um, you know, renovating and and staying where you are for the time being, I don't believe is is a bad thing to do at all. No, I, I, another point you made that we talked about was just some of the other ancillary items involved with selling your home, right? So it isn't just the cost of selling your home. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm anti-relocating because I have two little kids. I live in a little house. I would love to relocate, but we want to stay in the neighborhood. So it isn't necessarily an option. But what are some of the other things that people may not think about when they're like, okay, we're going to sell our house. We're going to get a bigger house. Aside from the money, are there sort of some indirect costs or indirect hurdles they have to think about when they're doing it? Because, you know, if you have kids and you're moving, you might be moving to another school district. And plus you have to move, which kind of sucks. Like Nobody likes moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think the biggest one is emotion. Um, there's a lot of emotion when it goes to selling your house, moving, um, changing locations, potentially school districts. Those are big, big things. I'm a dad now, so I totally understand, you know, at a certain age, you don't want to be relocating your kids. Um, so I'd say the emotion is the big one. Um, yeah, I... There's a lot that comes to mind, but that's, I'm just going to kind of leave it at the emotion behind everything that goes into moving. It's a lot. Like it ha- takes a lot out of you. Having, having, um, having moved, having sold a house and moved in the past, it's a stressful experience sort of, okay, we're going to sell this one house and we're going to buy another. And I have no certainty in that. I have no, uh, we're taking a shot. Right. And, and my real estate agent who, you know, really helped me navigate that stressful experience but it yeah. didn't it didn't eliminate the stress right you're kind of like yeah. oh yeah i understand it but i still feel it yeah and and your clients probably deal with that and i how do you i don't want to say hold their hand but like help them go through that what is your strategy along that route as you said emotion's a big deal for sure um i try to just like not maybe not hold their hand but carry it on, on my back. Um, the reality is, you know, if they're moving, maybe they've moved once before, maybe twice. I do this every day. You know, it's still emotional to me. It's still a ride. It's still very intense. But the experience of doing it repeatedly, I feel that I can help coach them through the unknowns, um, the areas that, that are just stressful. Um, you know, I feel like I tried to do that. And even with that, even with carrying them on my back, you can't eliminate the stress of, of, you know, you want one thing, 
you know, the market says another thing and, and just having to navigate that. It's going to be stressful. So I, w- I would imagine moving day for you, if you're involved at all with the clients, involves a lot of tissues. They're going to be they're going to be sad leaving one house and excited going to another. Uh, <laughs> Do you carry yeah. those with you at all times? Bill, like you might not be able to tell, but I'm an emotional guy. So uh, <laughs> seriously, I I do, and I feel for me, something I learned early was to not react until it's over. Um, so for me, you know, it could be working with someone for years and years, and then finally that that house from heaven falls, and there's no competition is perfect for them. Until it's done, until they're in that house, then I feel it, then I react, and then I go through in my head everything that happened and it's not just for them for us it's emotional too because when you're working with someone for x amount of time i'm sure you find it when you're when you're renovating you build a relationship you're as important as a family member and then they don't need you anymore and it's it's a it's a weird it's like it's like you miss those texts you know like oh how are you it's like oh i don't know so it's uh, it's weird it's yeah it's a, well for us, like for projects, we could be in their house for six weeks, three months, six months. Yeah. So you're, you're there, like you're with them, like, Hey, how's it going? You know, you have coffee with them sometimes. Yeah. You, you, if they have a dog, I'm a dog person. So like I fall in love with the dog. That's, that's the end for me. Uh, but then knowing you, you do having seen you with your clients, listening is probably one of your, your strong suits in that and taking in what they're going to say, what would you say are like, you're going to take in what they have to say. What would you say to the, the pros and cons of relocating are right? Just in a basic sense. And then I'll go over the pros and cons of renovating. So sorry, you said the pros and cons of moving. Yeah. Of relocating. So say I'm going to move. Here's, here's the reasons to move. Here's the reasons not to move. Are, yeah. Do you have, get into those discussions at all? I do. I do. Um, early on, I didn't. But now I find the more I know, the better I can help. And I find ultimately the word for moving or relocating is change. If, you know, you're, you've had another child or you're, you're outgrowing your house, that's one. If, you know, you're getting married, you know, you live in a little bachelor pad, you want a family home, that's another change. You're you know, for our parents' age, you know, the kids are moving out of the house. They don't need that house anymore. That's another change. So I find those are the key at pivotal change moments. Those are the reasons people move. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in sort of the cons, the con is, so the, I guess that completely eliminates pros and cons. It's just like you, you've outgrown where you are. Your life has changed what you have doesn't suit you anymore. It's time to move on. And you're, you're more seeing them at, at that point and not really at the discussion point of renovation versus relocation. So for us, we run into, we want to renovate in, in a lot of what we've done when you're doing like these main four blowouts, right? And you and I have talked about this. You're blowing out structural walls. It's a, it's a, quote unquote kitchen renovation, but really it's a total main floor gut. And we try to explain to them like, hey, this is going to be all cool for three weeks. And then you're going to be sick of doing dishes in your bathtub and you're going to ask for your kitchen back. And we're still 10, 
you know, seven to 10 weeks away from you having a kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and so we try to prepare them and, and it's not just the stress of the money of the renovation. It's, it's living through it. You know, you're, especially with, with bathrooms, it's not a big deal with basements. It's usually a space they're not using. Yeah. When you get into the bigger renovations, you're ripping out the heart of your house and you're inconveniencing your life and you're, you're spending, it's, it's a big cost. So to say that it's possible for it to be stress-free is not a reality. Uh, so we're trying to educate them like, Hey, if you're going to go deep into this and this is where I'm coming from is I get that thing. They're at the change point with me and I'm the earlier part. And they're saying, Hey, our family's bigger. This space doesn't really fit what we're doing. Can we renovate? So I'm always trying to say, Hey, here's, here's your real snapshot. I, there's no selling in what I do. Yeah. You know, the cost is the cost and we, we do our best to say, it's a big chunk of money. Are you prepared to one, spend the money and two, live through it. And on occasion they'll turn to us and say, uh, we'll go through the process. You know, a quote's going to take a couple, two, three weeks to put together and they'll come back and go, we've decided to move. And you're like, all right, carry on. It's, that's great. Um, so it's an interesting discussion along the way. It just, when you had mentioned the no selling, which I've, I've worked with you and I know that that's the way it is. When you talk about the renovation costs, there's also that massive, like what their house is going to be worth after the renovation costs that I don't know if people are really understanding because in this market, you can have two houses beside each other verbatim the same and one be a hundred thousand plus more than right, the other one. Right. What so. we're running into a little bit right now is because of the market, people are saying, I bought my house at 300,000. The house I want is 900,000. What if I put 300,000 into this? I'm winning. You know, they, they're, they're like, I want to put a second story on or they want to put an addition on. And we're like, great. And, and it's, it's exactly to your point. They ask about every now and again, they'll ask about the increase in value in their house. And that is something as a contractor, I can't speak to. I don't know the real estate market. And I know enough to say, hey, we can't, I can't tell you how much more your house is going to be worth because I, I can tell you how much it's going to cost. And that's about it. So I, that's usually when I steer them and say, do you have a real estate agent? You should talk to your real estate agent. They're the ones who are going to give you the idea. And then also, how are they going to finance it? They're going to have to talk to either a mortgage broker or a bank, or if they have savings, or it's a combination of the two to get that done, right? Uh, but that that increase in value is something that, I don't know that the, I, I don't have that conversation. You might have that conversation more, or do you? Bill, it's, it's interesting. I find some agents really try to do a lot of things. Um, you know, let me help you renovate. Let me help you. I just, tr I like to do what I do best and that's buy and sell. So when it comes to the conversation, just like you said uh, about if they're asking about the value of the home, I steer them in the direction of the professional so that they get, you know, that um, it's, it's not a conversation. Um, I, I have no. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny to have the two industries connected, but not connected, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, yeah. real estate agents, 
I've, I'm friends with them, but when it comes to work, you know, every now and again, they'll be like, Hey, I talked to somebody and I referred you. I'm like, amazing. That's great. But we don't have the same expertise and they're not connected. So I just, when people ask me questions, I'm like, sounds great. Yeah. Looks great. Um, are there any other things like that you think about when it comes to renovate? I know when we, I broached this to you, you said you were going to do some homework. Was there anything in this conversation that you had thought about that we haven't talked about? Um, not, I feel you touched on a lot of things and I'd mentioned I've never done this before and you're making me feel comfortable, which is awesome. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about is turnover. Turnover. So for right. me, for example, if we're looking at Guelph and we're looking at the ward and I see there's one house on the street that sold in 2016, 2012, 2006 versus one that sold in 1963 and then today those are very different houses i find right. when someone moves into the house their house they want to they want to renovate they want to make it theirs they want to make it custom to what they're looking for so every, so when i see that those turnovers i like that because i know you're not going to have that you know galvanized plumbing or that knob and tube it would have been changed. So I, I think that's one thing that I did think about that us age, not all agents, some agents think about that every time a house turns hands, most likely there was it's some been updating. updating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's a big, we, I'm a big fan of like, be good at what you're good at. Stick to, don't, don't be a generalist because it's impossible to be an expert in everything. So we typically deal with houses that don't have those issues. We will, I mean, think about the old university area here in Guelph. We know a contractor that deals in those houses. So if somebody reaches out to us and what, what I try to advocate for is if you're going to talk to a contractor, ask them if they've done that kind of project before. What do they normally do? So when we tell them like, hey, that's not an area we operate in. I'm happy to come out and, and talk to you. However, this contractor that we know operates in that area all the time and will know the ins and outs of that era of house, of those things, and they kind of go, oh, okay. And that's where the no selling comes in the sense, I'm only, from a personal standpoint, from our standpoint, if we don't have expertise in that, we're only going to screw ourselves. And then the client isn't going to get the best service, right? Because you're always learning. I don't want them to be our learning curve. So we stick to the thing we're good at and we do that. But there's another, the, you were just talking about something and it really hit me right in the face and I was like, oh, I want to bring this up. When clients talk to you about, jeez, uh, I'm trying to hit on it, getting their house ready for sale, mm. right? Are there things, there's a lot of, now with renovations being expensive and houses being expensive, there's a lot of DIY opportunity, right? What are the kind of some of the things that you tell clients like, okay, I'm getting my house ready for sale. What should I be doing? Because we run into the, I want to renovate my bathroom so I can sell my house. And I'm kind of like, did you talk to your real estate agent? Because you might not, like that might not be money you're getting back. Do you run into that? Or what do you tell them if they want to do that? I do run into that. I feel my answer has shifted with the market, if I'm being honest. Um, 
as I mentioned, when someone gets a house, whatever the paint color is, they're probably changing it. They want it, they want it the way they want it. And when you're leaving a house, you're leaving a house. And you might not, the fixes you might do might not be what the, the owner wants. So if you're going to invest twenty or 30000 into a bathroom, for example, that's going to give you zero extra return on your investment, I think it's better to keep it clean, make sure everything's up to date, declutter, and, and, let, and let the price dictate um, a lesser amount opposed to put a higher amount. And I think the market would sell itself. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Or Oh, totally. I've, okay. I've, I've been in that boat where it's sort of like clean up, paint, change the light fixtures, get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll do that. And that yeah. was that was very easy, you know, because it was the point made exactly the point you made. Somebody wants to they're going to come in and want to customize it for themselves. And I think this ties into another point that maybe we talked about earlier that we didn't touch on was if you're going to move, odds are pretty good you're going to renovate anyways. You know, we we get calls where people are like, hey, I'm buying a house. Can you come and look at it? Look at it with us because we're going to want to do X, Y and Z. And our experience is usually like, until you own the house, we're not really going to go because I've been on those safaris where you're going to somebody's house that they don't own and they haven't put an offer in on. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to do this and this. How much is that yeah. going to cost? And then I've yeah. worked up the quote and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not buying that house. And I'm like, OK, well, there's two days of work down the drain. So uh, what's your experience with that? They, they buy the they look at a house and they're like, hey, we're going to renovate this. What does that do? Yeah, I it's, just laughing at that that safari you went on, and, and it's it's again part of this market where you have one or two opportunities to see the house. You can't have a home inspection. You're buying it. What are the opportunities? And that's where I think they'd bring you in. Um, but in terms of when someone has found that house that you know was worth it for them, the emotional ride, everything makes sense. As I mentioned, they. They, they have a vision for it and that passion will be will be so much stronger for their new house than hey we want to fix up our old house enough to sell it so I just feel like when you align you know what you want and, and align reality of hey this new person might not want what we're doing and it's a complete waste of money um, I think it starts to work itself out yeah yeah I really relied on my agent and their expertise and said, what do I do here? Instead of trying to project my own opinion to it, having hired people, I'm just like, I'm hiring an expert for a reason. I should, I should be listening to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I feel like when you work in industry where there are professionals, accountants, realtors, contractors, lawyers, I would never do anything myself. I, for everything, I hire a professional because I know what it looks like for people who are trying to buy houses with no, with nobody. I know what that looks like and I will ever want to be that person in anything. So it's 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 funny how you had mentioned that. Yeah. Uh I was I was the opposite as a business owner. You're trying to do as much as you can and I failed at so many things like my own bookkeeping. <laughs> my okay. accountant looked at me and was like, "Go ahead, do it." And then I came back a year later and I'm like, "I need you to do this." She's like, "Great. Let me take care of that for you." Uh, you touched on something there that I had a conversation with somebody on another podcast about, and that's a collection of people around you. 
So as a real estate agent, do you, you have a team of people you work with that help your clients. What does that include? Okay. Yeah. Um, I did mention that I like to specialize in what I specialize in, but you know, I've got a mortgage broker, a contractor, uh, accountant, lawyer, photographers, uh, basically anything you can lawn maintenance, snow removal, anything that anyone could ask me. I have a contact who I've worked with, um, home inspector. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Um, I've worked with time and time again, but I also don't like to push my agenda on people. Um, if they if they ask me, hey, do you have someone? Of course I do. And and just like you, Bill, I say, you know, this is who I've used. Um, here are a couple other ones. You make the decision that works best for you. Um, again, I, I don't work with people who I don't feel are the best, but I don't want I don't want my relationship to be affected by something that's out of my control and spite in someone else's hands. So totally, totally. You mentioned something else and you and I again talked about this previously, home inspections. You know, in in eras gone by, home inspections were the norm. And I found in talking with different real estate agents, as the market increased and sort of went off the rails in terms of cost, conditions went out the windows and home inspections were one of those conditions that kind of got waived. And then we've been living through Groundhog's Day of 2020. Home inspections weren't exactly viable. What happens now in the purchase process with that home inspection? You know, it's it's even thinking about that is just so disappointing because I believed in home inspections. Um, the first seven years of my career, pretty much every house had a home inspection. Um, I don't think it's just about finding out the bad things about your house. It's just like getting a, a car. You're finding out everything about the house. And I mean, there's just so much in about any house that it's just the fact that they're gone hurts me. However, um, it's a pivot. It's something we have to deal with at the moment. I do hope that they come back. <laughs> I really do. But the reality is people are moving into houses and they don't know where anything is. They don't. They could hopefully find out where the light switches are, but when it comes to furnace, um, you know, how to get to their attic, how to do anything. Bill, they're calling me. You know, they're, hey, hey, Gina, how do I change my furnace? And I mean, I, 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 I can, you know, I can figure it out, I think, but like, I shouldn't you be wanna, that call. I shouldn't be that call. You want to stay in your lane. I do. I do. I don't want to say, hey, you change the furnace there and they don't. It's like, well, screw you then. It's like, I, I'm not a furnace guy. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the purposes of this podcast and this whole thing that I'm working on is I had an experience working for a client. We went in and they said, hey, we want to fix some things. I said, oh, what did the home inspection say? And they're like, we didn't get one. And I went in and they had removed load-bearing walls and the electrical wasn't to code. And we didn't some things you can't know until you open the walls. So we we had provided them one quote, but in every contract, there's sort of, you know, this hidden provisions clause that says we can't know what's in the walls. We don't have x-ray vision. We opened the walls and it was a mess. And here you are handing these people a quote saying, hey, for us to repair these things is going to be another eight, 10, 12, 15 grand. Sorry, 
And we as contractors are obligated by law to bring it to code once it happens. So it sucks because they don't have somebody saying, hey, this house has these problems and you should take that into account. On the other side, they don't have that sort of guidebook that a home inspector gives them. It's like, your furnace is this old, your roof is this old. Here's some things you, you know, in five years, you should think about replacing your hot water tank. That's a huge service that home inspectors deliver that is so undersold. It isn't just about, hey, you have these problems. It's about just the information about your house, you know? It's, it's the, the manual of the whole house. It's, it's invaluable. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it comes back too. Uh, like, so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think some people think that us agents like that. We like that there's no home inspections. We don't, right? I, I believe people need to know what they're buying. And in my experience, not a lot of homes didn't go through because of home inspection. But like you said, they could allot for, okay, we need to change the roof in X amount of years. You can budget for it. We need to change the furnace at this time. We can budget for it. It's not all just a surprise. So, yes, yeah. I hope it comes they're, back. They're not all horror stories, you know. They're not no. all nightmares. I, I think that's – I don't want to be like a fear monger and saying, oh, get one or things are going to fall apart. It just helps. It helps you to understand your house. And, hey, as a contractor, there's tons of things that I don't know about my own house, you know. I'm, I just did an interview with uh, Adam Leroy from Highmark uh, Mechanical. And we were talking about changing your furnace filter. And I'm like, I probably up until recently hadn't changed my furnace filter since I bought the house. And I was like, I should get on that. Because he's yeah. like, you realize your furnace is the lungs of your house. Mm. So if the air coming out of it is dirty. And I was like, enough said. I'm going to go change my filter right now. It's not on topic, but off topic. Um, as things were progressing with uh, the pregnancy, um, something was going on with the furnace and like we didn't have time to try and, okay, let's do this, let's do that. The day we went to the hospital, Bill, they were in our house fixing our furnace and I'm just like, hey, I, I just gotta, I just gotta go uh, run an errand, but uh, just, just lock up after yourself and that was it. So it was, yeah. Yeah. You referred to the birth of your child as an errand? I just didn't want them to think we'd be gone for so long. You know, I, I just try to do what I can. So, yeah. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I will now that that's recorded, uh I will use that to uh, haunt you for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah. Um great. I will Vegeta, I want to thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some great stuff in there that I can't wait to uh to put out there. Awesome. Thanks for including me, Bill. I appreciate it. And now I've, uh, I've done this. So I hopefully next time I won't feel so uncomfortable. Just so to let you know how this is going to go for, for the first period, it's just going to be a podcast. Cool. So I'm yeah. just going to release the podcast. Yeah. The website will come later because how the website, how Google and the website works is you need to, for the, the, algorithm to crawl it first so you're basically posting content and okay. not concerning yourself with the aesthetic okay for like three months so i will have the website up in the next three to six months but it will not be completely sexified so 
it, it will mainly be the podcast. And then as it moves along, you know, you want to have 20 to 30 posts ready to go before gotcha. you fire up a website. Gotcha. So I've done, I'm going to say I've done six of these. I'm doing another one on roofing tomorrow. Um, doing air conditioners, you feel, you feel water tanks. You feel comfortable. Like it just feels like a zone for you. Like I feel like it's like you, you seem like this is, yeah, this is good for you. It, it's fun for me. Uh, and having done it for 17 years, it's, it's really, I'm not searching for things to talk about. It's not things. And it's easy to talk to people that I've known for years. Like the, Adam, the guy I remember, I've known him 10 years and I'm not going to get caught up in how I look. Uh, I got a big hump on my forehead. I got a face built for radio. It's one of those things where these are, these are things I talk to people about all the time. And these are things that help people. Why, what's the point of keeping it to myself? And now I can share it really easily. You know, it's a lot of work. It will be a lot of work. Like for me to put these together, turn them into text, turn them into a blog post, build a website. We're talking six to nine months for me to get all of this off the ground. And I'm doing it because it's fun. I mean, I have the I, I have a journalism degree too. Like okay. that's what I did before this. Okay. So, um, question. I, I yeah. Sorry, off topic. I, I can see the green thing. Um, like when I talk, I feel like I, I know, well, I don't feel, I know I breathe loud. Um, yeah. is that like, I don't like, yeah. that's not going to come through, okay. uh, unless like, so I do, I do a basketball podcast every okay. now and again. So if you're like this, yeah, you're going to hear that. Then you're going to hear breathing, right? Okay. With the mic you have, it's not going to pick it up. Okay. okay. It, it's only picking up the level of where you're talking. Okay. It's for you to have a mic that picks up the breathing. One, you got to be like on a ventilator. And okay. two, spend a few hundred bucks on a mic. Okay. Okay. No, that was the only thing. I was just like, I hope, I hope this. Because sometimes even when I record a video of my baby and I send it to my parents, I'm like, I can hear myself breathing. <laughs> like it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but okay. But, and and you know what? There's there's things uh, things in the audio I'll use to clean it a little bit and it's it's time consuming to go through because you're like you're okay. editing the clips with this software i had to learn that there's a slight delay okay so when we're talking if you stop i need to wait for you to full stop before gotcha. i say something otherwise we're gonna Cut. be talking over each other interesting okay okay good to know so uh, awesome all right bill well let me know if there's anything else you need from me and, uh, yeah, this was a cool experience. Oh, good. I appreciate you. Thanks for doing it. All right, buddy. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. In the end, the renovate versus relocate debate isn't really much of a debate. When life hands you changes, it really comes down to what's best for you and what you can really do based on the real estate market. Special thanks to GD Adalola from Adalola Real Estate for his time and his expertise. If you enjoyed this, please give us a like and a follow. We'd really appreciate that. If you're interested in more topics, check out our library of content on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you take in your podcast. Take care, and thanks for listening.